And uh, I mean, it started for me in seventh grade. Um, I grew up as a wrestler in Canada and uh, I lost my very first match. In fact, I lost almost every match after that wow. the, uh, the entire season. Um, Why'd you keep going? Yeah, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person that I don't, I don't love to be defined by those moments. Always measuring your possibilities based upon their failures. My mother said, never let anybody tell you what you can't do, son, especially if they haven't done it. My journey started with Hawaii, Alaska, Washington. And in order to get off the island of Hawaii in time, we had to start at midnight. So we didn't go to sleep, did Ironman number one, touchdown in Alaska with just enough time to start Ironman number two, got on a plane, touchdown in Washington with just enough time to do Ironman number three. So three days, three Ironmans, three states, a total of six and a half hours of sleep on a commercial airline in coach with five kids. What is it you really want to do? You want to experiment with life and find out what fits for you. You have something special. You have greatness within you. You have the ability to do more than you can ever begin to imagine. See, I believe that anybody through observation and practice can perform at the level of excellence. But when you're pursuing your greatness, and this is worth writing down, you don't know what your limits are and you act like you don't have any. There's something about watching another human being struggle with their own limitations to overcome the unimaginable and the way that he documented his journey so that you're really there with him. Whether you're watching the videos, the documentary, reading the book, all of it really invites you inside his mind so that you can understand what he had to overcome, so you can understand how he functions with his kids, his wife. It is this absolutely incredible story of making no excuses, of being able to do all of this stuff with a family without huge financial backing. It's really just about somebody that dared to have a huge audacious goal, and I hope everybody heard, then break it back down to what's the step I need to take today? How do I execute today? How do I get better to have that plan of execution in order to be able to pull off the grand thing that you wanna do? And knowing that he did it not from some extraordinary uh, gift of genetics, but really just doing a lot of little things consistently right. So show up, figure out what your journey is, get moving, as he said, to get that feeling and to know that success breeds success, confidence breeds confidence and you guys will be able to do anything you want. That is what everybody says about this guy, that his journey is going to prove that to you in no uncertain terms. And I'm telling you, researching him was such a powerful reminder for me that the only limits are the limits that I set for myself. The hardest thing to do is start moving, engaging. Once you start to move and engage, you realize two things. One, it's not, it's not as scary as you thought it was. And two, you actually start enjoying what you're doing. It was, it was, the only thing that was scaring you was the the first, mo the first action, dude. I'm I'm just like every ordinary dude that's out there. I just have learned to put myself in the game. I've learned to show up every single day. The moment you realize the next step isn't going to kill you, and that next step is the first step to evolving, changing, growing, and learning, and becoming literally the best version of yourself. That's the most beautiful thing. 
How many of you know people, all they do is mow and grow, right? <laughs> mow and grow. I'm not making enough money. Mow and grow. I'm, I'm unhappy with my job. 87% of people go to jobs that they hate. And in addition to that, you know, the, as we know that, that we have the dubious distinction in this country that on, on Monday morning, the heart attack rate increases over 35% on Monday morning between 6 o'clock and 9 people going to jobs that they hate. The heart said, didn't I tell you I didn't want to go and attack them? <laughs> the moment you realize the next step isn't going to kill you, and that next step is the first step to evolving, changing, growing, and learning, and becoming literally the best version of yourself, that's the most beautiful thing. It's not going to kill you. And putting yourself in the game, you're giving yourself an opportunity to achieve something that everyone else is I have a, a personal obsession with standards of excellence, with holding myself to a standard. And one thing that I've I've always struggled with is I hold myself to a ridiculous standard, which is the reason I've been successful, by the way. So um, like you, so the success that I've had in business is not because I presented any extraordinary talents or anything like that. My own mother quietly assumed I was going to fail. Like just nobody ever really expected much from me other than me. And so I wanted to achieve it in just an absurdly high level. But that meant that I had to be relentless on myself about it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. You have to get better. You have to learn more. You have to learn faster. You have to be faster, right? Just like always, always about skill acquisition. So it was only very briefly about something external and then very quickly became about the internal journey of just getting better and better and better. But what we do and what we accomplish in life is only a tip of the iceberg of what's possible for us. So I want you to think about some goals that you'd like to achieve. And I'd like for you to, let's say, break them up in three categories. Number one, I want you to think about some personal goal you'd like to achieve. And I'd like for you to think about some career goal, some business goal that you'd like to achieve. And why don't you think about some social contribution, some impact you'd like to make with your life. It was Horace Mann who said, we should be ashamed to die until we've made some major contribution to humankind. I believe we live in the greatest country in the world that gives us an opportunity to leave our mark, to make a statement with our lives. And as you think about these goals, Whatever those goals are, I want you to dramatically increase those goals. And I want to warn you, I don't want you to think about how you're going to do it. How is none of your business. The most important thing is just to increase those goals dramatically. I've found that most people fail in life, not because they aim too high and miss. Most people fail in life because they aim too low and hit. What is the impact that you want to have on the world? Ah, man, the impact. I, I am not here today to change anybody. Um, and we just had a, a, a good conversation about um, people at different times of their journey. And for me, I literally just want to have people understand that you have to move to start feeling something. And if you move and start feeling something, you're on your way to the best version of yourself. And, and the impact that I want to have is just to have the ability to get you to live outside of the existence that you're in and to open it up to what's truly possible.
And if I can just get people to understand that you're in your own way and to open up Pandora's box per se, then you'll truly find what your limits are. And I hope that you don't find your limits, that you exceed your limits. Like people see the headline, the 50, yeah. but they don't realize there was a decade that went into that. Of training and building up to it? Everything, you know, you can only get so physically fit for a challenge. And then at that point in time, your mind and your body have to come into alignment and then the mind takes over. That, that's really incredible. That notion of consistency, like your message is intoxicating to me because I really <laughs> want to believe that if you really want to do something, that it, it can be broken down systematically. It's not going to kill you. And putting yourself in the game, you're giving yourself an opportunity to achieve something that everybody else said was impossible. Um, what's the relationship that you have to the negative voice in your head? Because I've got to imagine when you're running or swimming or biking and it hurts, it's kicking up the, you can stop, you should stop. What are you doing? Your foot hurts, your knee swollen, right? Like, how do you deal with that? Um, it, know, it knows to no longer even show up. Really? Yeah. So literally then that isn't your struggle when you're competing. No. Um, and I think it's because I, I overcame and I did the hardest thing that I've ever done. And now everything is an, is an adventure. And it knows it has no space. And so you, you have, you know, my mother, I love her, and she, she always said to me, she said, uh, she, and I know she didn't make it up, but she said 10% of life is what happens to you, 90% of life is how you choose to react to it. And um, I've even lessened that 10% of, of what happens to you. And I don't even, the door's not even open. He's not welcome. <laughs> and so he doesn't even, he doesn't even come in because I'll just oh, slam in his face. I say in one of my videos that you have to have 100, 200, 300% conviction on what you're doing. It's not even worth starting. Don't even bother. And that's when it started so early on day number four. I mean, I, we, we were dealing with such fatigue, I was falling asleep on the bike. I had to figure out and, and concentrate so intently to not fall asleep on the bike. And as you know, I, I ultimately did on day 18, I lost the battle and I fell asleep on my bike and crashed. I, I was born in a poor section of Miami, Florida called Liberty City. I was born in an abandoned building on a floor with a twin brother. And when we were six weeks of age, we were adopted. And when I was in the fifth grade, I was identified as EMR, labeled educable, mentally retarded, put back from the fifth grade to the fourth grade. And I failed again when I was in the eighth grade. I don't have any college education, but because of my mother, and I feel like Abraham Lincoln who said, all that I am and all that I ever hoped to be, I owe to my mother. I saw a sign once that said that God took me from my biological mother's womb and placed me in the heart of my adopted mother. So my first major goal was to buy my mother a home, to take care of my mother. And, and I did that, took care of her until she passed at 88. But I'll never forget when I met Mr. Washington, I was in a class waiting on another student and, and he came in and he said, young man, go to the board and work this problem out for us. I said, oh, sir, I, I can't do that. He said, why? I said, I'm not one of your students. He said, look at me. I said, yes, sir, go to the board and work the problem out anyhow. I said, sir, I, I can't do what you're asking me to do. He said, why? Sir, because I'm, I'm educable, mentally retarded, sir. 
And as the students erupted in laughter, he came from behind his desk, he looked at me and he said, don't you ever say that again. Someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. How can you go somewhere if you don't know where you're trying to go and what you're trying to achieve? And do you have a process that people can use to find that thing? To find that thing, I mean, it's gonna be different for every single person. Uh, just like my kids with, with sports and different things that they're doing, they're trying a lot of different things. Allow yourself to have opportunities. And here's, here's what people do, is they get dead set on the journey that they wanna take, and they're so rigid uh, with how they're gonna get there that they don't see the door over here. And they don't see the bend in the river. And they try to cut because they, they know they're going right here and they try to cut through. Well, they didn't know at this bend of the river there was a paradise and a picnic waiting for them that would have opened up a door. Maybe their sweetheart was waiting there for them. Don't be so rigid with how you're gonna get there because that's how you're gonna discover what your passions are and, who, and who's, who's supposed to be on your journey. That's, that's how truly you're gonna discover what your passions are by showing up every day, digging, grinding, hustle, whatever you want to call it, and being open to all the opportunities. And that was a turning point in my life. On one hand, I was humiliated. But on the other hand, I was liberated. Because he looked at me with the eyes of Gerda, who said, look at a man the way that he is. He only becomes worse. But look at him as if he were what he could be. Then he becomes what he should be. Third thing is, I don't want you to agree with me, and I don't want you to believe me. I just want you to be open to some things right now. I want you to think beyond that which is commonly allowed. And I'm going to tell you what I'm up to. I want you to think about your goals, and I want to tell you what I'm going to do right now. My whole goal is to get past your mind. That's my whole challenge, and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm going to do that. See, your assignment was to show up. My assignment is to get past your mind and get into your heart. And that's one thing I'm really big on is if you say you're going to do something, you do it. And, and that's just the example I try to set now. And I, and I also believe that kids are a product of our environments. And if you want your kids to be excellent, you have to be excellent yourself. And so that was one of the things when I'm laying on the, on the side of the road at 30 with 20 Ironmans to go, I said, and I, I, I told my kids I would do this. And what, what type of example would I be setting if I if 30 would have been okay. And so Mr. Washington, he challenged me, and I wanna challenge you right now about raising your goals, and, and I want you to shake someone's hand on your right and left, look them in the eyes and say, stretch yourself.